So, are you DTFF? Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge. Good evening, everyone. Happy Tuesday. We are back. DTF is here covering all of the continued free agency bonanza tonight. Uh, if you missed our first part of the episode or of the free agency tour here, uh, after you're done listening to this one, go back and listen. It's got all the big name signings and the big moves leading up to free agency. This one is kind of that second wave uh, of hey, There's some big here. names in this wave. There are. I, Sir, how um, dare you? Not quite like that first wave of free agency, though. I can't believe you would talk about Justice Hill and Mac Collins that way, by the way. I know. I know. Just, well, <laughs> it is what it is. I said what I said. I'm not True. taking it back. Before we get into it, though, Jake, how are you doing this evening? Man, it's like... 55 degrees, or it was 55 degrees in Wisconsin at some point today. Ergo, I'm doing fantastic by default. How are you? Yeah, it was glorious today. Got a little bit of that vitamin D going on when you step outside, which is nice. Rejuvenates the soul. And let's be honest, this has been kind of a cold spring for us here in Wisconsin. So it was nice to actually have a warm feeling day for once. Yeah, it's it's warmed my body. It's warmed my soul. It's warmed uh, some of my fantasy football-related takes, I think, as well. I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic about some of this stuff, and I think it's a byproduct of the weather. So we'll yeah. see if I stand by it once it gets cold again. Yes, we shall see. Hopefully it doesn't get too cold. It's supposed to snow on Saturday here, but a um, little bit, just just a wee bit. It Hopefully bit. not. Anyway, let people don't want to hear about that. They They want to hear... All about what we're drinking tonight. And Jake, you provided this beer. So why don't you tell me the little that you know about this one? Yeah, I have honestly no idea what we're really drinking tonight. I asked the missus. She brings home these, uh, like, they call them low fills from uh, Delta Beer Lab, where she works. And uh, the Just idea... for the record, mine is, yeah. like, filled right to the brim. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, almost there's, there's always no... the case, too. There's nothing low about this one at all. No, I think they're just like, well, somebody else can drink these this time. So on the bottom, here's what it says. It, it had the words root beer written on it, and then it crossed that out, and then it said rye on it. I literally have no idea what is in this, but I smelled it, Dustin, and it, it smells, smells like root beer. Exactly like root beer. So are we drinking a non-alcoholic? We, we might beer. be drinking uh, just an N.A. root beer. At the, I poured it. I poured it because I wanted to see. And it's so murky, by the mm -hmm. way. Uh, it does not look like beer. It didn't foam at all when I poured it out. Yeah, there's like very minimal carbonation at all in it. I mean, it tastes like root beer. Yeah, it's, I think it's just root beer, which is why, Dustin, I'm so glad, and I hope you brought yours with you. I brought a back of beer because I had no idea if this was going to be good or even a beer. And so, okay, let's, 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 with, with this root beer, it tastes fine. Yeah. It's a root beer. Yeah, it's fine. There's nothing it's wrong with it. 
It's it's I but mean, it doesn't have a lot of carbonation. That's my no, beef with it. Yeah, yeah, very it's very flat. Water and it, it's and it's no A and W root beer. Let's be honest. No, and folks I wouldn't even say it's a outside March. the Midwest because I feel like A and W is a very Midwest uh, chain. A and W root beer is the number one of root beers in my opinion. Correct. It is that good. Mm-hmm. And if you ever get a chance to try some, just Pull up to the drive-thru, grab some, or if you see it at the store, buy it. It's going to be worth it. It's fantastic. better right from yeah. the store, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially if you can get it like a rip your float. I, oh. I, look, now I'm just telling you. It's just the bomb. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm just telling you things that you should already know in general. Oh, but Going back uh, to my childhood, I love it. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. That rip beer, like, it's not if great, it was but it's really not bad. good, I don't know. I don't like, there's a kind of an astringent taste to it that I'm not a fan of. And again, it's just like it's weak. It's it's kind of watery. Uh, so Delta, love your beers, but I'm not a fan of this particular yeah. root beer. Maybe it went through the. I don't know. Maybe it's a uh, just a castaway for a reason. I don't want this to be an indictment of all of their root beer. Maybe it's actually better on Maybe. tap. I don't know. But this one, not for me. So I brought if a. If only we had vanilla ice cream to go with it, we could have root beer floats on the show. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't provide everything, Dustin. Jeez, well. jeez. Uh, I'm going to run in my freezer. Hold on. We're going to put the whole podcast on pause for a minute. Uh, no, I brought a backup beer, though. It's the Capital Brewery Maybach. We were actually talking about this over the weekend, just Maybachs in general. They're mm-hmm. nice. They're nice and light, but a little sweet. You know, they got a it's, little uh it's that, maybe. It's that uh, beer that you use as you're going from deep winter, getting away from those stouts and porters into the spring. Something a little bit lighter. It's got still got a good amount of body to it before you hit those nice summer lawnmower beers. Yeah, that's a great way of, of framing that. And so we are in the perfect drinking weather for my yes. buck right now. So and this is you know, a very good terms, beer as well. Yeah, I in love terms of the back my buck. Couldn't go couldn't go much worse for no. a backup beer. So that's what we're drinking overall now as we've pivoted. I am drinking one other thing tonight because Dustin uh, and listeners, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago, we had our season-long beer bet recap, and I have a few to pay off. I paid off one at the time. Uh, I paid off that uh, Das Knox was not a top eight tight end, which I said he would be. I am paying off a second one because I want to clear my ledger as fast as possible. So after today, I will have two more to pay off, but I said Mike Evans would be a top five wide receiver in points per game, with a minimum of 10 games played mm-hmm. this past season. Obviously, that didn't happen. It didn't come close to happening. He was outside the top 15, and so I must pay this off. And I'm doing so with this fun little guy. It's 99 Peppermint. Um, it's like a brand, I guess. 99 is a brand. It means it's 99 proof. Uh, oh. So this will be... Interesting and much more potent than the typical peppermint schnapps. Yes, very much so. But I do love peppermint, (sighs) even though I don't love paying these off to you. But, Dustin, you are an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius. Cheers. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's real pepperminty. (laughs) That's strong as shit, too. (laughs) Wow. Maybe yeah, you should have put it nice. in your root beer and, and mix it in there. Uh, no? I'll pass. Not so much. I'll pass on that combination, <laughs> that flavor profile. I did want to ask Dustin about Mike Evans, speaking of him. 
while we're on the topic. I was being a degenerate this weekend. You know this, but uh, I did a couple of best ball drafts already. I know it's March. Stupid. We haven't even gotten out of free agency into the draft, any of that. But Doesn't I just wanted to, I wanted to throw it out there. I, I figured it's random enough at this point in time that I could actually win the whole damn thing. <laughs> so, but as I was going through and checking the ADPs, which are all crazy right now, Mike Evans stood out to me because he is currently going, this is as of like yesterday, uh, he is going as the wide receiver 34 in best ball. That is I ridiculous. Dan Tom Brady retired, but holy crap. Is that absurdly low to you as well? It is. And I think the reason for that, other than him not having a quarterback that's going to throw him the ball right now, unless you count Kyle Trask, um, it's the fact that he's, what, 29, going to be 30 this year, I think. Sure. And so, so he's hitting the age cliff that people love to talk about with wide receivers. And it's like, dude, dude, he is not the guy that is the speedster. He was never that speedster that he's going to lose his speed. He was always the big body guy that would go high point a ball, big target for the end zone. And he's going to continue to do that. Like nothing's going to change. He's a quarterback's great friend because he's got that big wingspan. And like I said, he can high point the ball. So if the ball's up in the air above his head, he's going to come down with it. Like that's what he does. So I think wide receiver 34 is ridiculous. Do we expect him to be top 15? Maybe not, Maybe. but I mean, but he'll, he'll be a solid wide receiver too. In that wide receiver three category, I think is just criminal in a screaming value. Yeah. I figured there will be enough 50, 50 balls thrown his way regardless. And hopefully enough touchdowns, uh, to make that a pretty smash move. So I did. I smashed that, and we'll see. Uh, we're going to talk about some additions later on, actually, uh, that kind of surround Mike Evans with our free agency recap. But before we do, we get to come back with our favorite uh, chunk of the show because yes. we have something for it. Finally. Thank you, people. Drunk, 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 hammer, drunk, 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 trade of the week. This week's drunk trade comes to us from Reddit. Hello again, Reddit. From Representative Rock 94 on Reddit, to be exact. Is he supposing, are they supposing that they're representing all of Rock? Is that what they're suggesting with this? Are we talking to Rock? I, I was thinking it was the Rock, and it's Representative Rock, like he, he's going to Congress. Um, and in twenty ninety four, no, in ninety four <laughs> was when he made his wrestling debut. Maybe I don't know. Mm. You honestly could be correct with that. I don't know. We're not. I don't know either. I think it sounds good. That. Regardless, this is a redraft league, um, and uh, so this was from previous season, obviously. They say, at the time, it made sense to me, but I traded Cordero Patterson for Rashad Bateman before the season started. I needed wide receiver depth, but I was tipsy when I made it. That's, it's a whole bag of interesting here. So, mm -hmm. I have two questions for you. I mean, the trade itself, we know how that shook out. Rashad Bateman only played like five games 
had one really great game, one okay game, and then three nothing games, mm-hmm. and then was out, basically. Cordero Patterson had some usable games. Wasn't great, but he was there. I don't care about that. Here's what I want to know. How often do you draft your redraft team and then make a trade before week one starts? Have you ever done that? Never. Do you feel like I feel? This is what I really wanted to get into. When I draft that team, I am so stubborn and stupid about it. There's nothing that's going to change. I mean, it helps that we draft like right before the season starts, Mm -hmm. like the weekend before every single year in our home league. But there's nothing that's going to pry those guys out of my hands. I drafted them. They're my babies. I have the utmost belief in them at that point. Is there anything that would get you to do it? Like if somebody, I guess, sent you an incredible value. Well, at that point, yes. But typically going into redraft, I love, I I typically love my roster. Or maybe not love, but I'm content with where it's at going into the season saying, I drafted these guys for a reason. I have no no reason to trade them away unless I really was like, you know, typical to the show, drunk at the draft and really made some bad moves. Then maybe I would try to make some trades. But typically, I, I don't drink a whole lot at the draft. Uh, don't drink and draft people. It's you, you have your faculties about you. But uh, if I got a decent offer before the season started, sure, I'd consider it, make a trade, but I'm not actively going out to try to make a trade prior to the season starting. You're not the one sending the offers. If you receive one, so be it. You can review it and assess, but you're never sending the offers. And that's how I feel. And I also wonder, you know, when we get to this level of a player, these are guys that were at least drafted beyond, I'd say around seven, probably, and beyond. Cordero Patterson, I would assume, much later than that. So the value mm-hmm. here is interesting. But we're talking about wide receiver depth and just going, oh, man, I I don't know. I guess I glossed over too many wide receivers in the draft. So I'm going to go ahead and try to get, let's say, a wide receiver four that I feel comfortable with. I don't even I don't even do that because I say I think I'm so smart that waivers are going to do it for me regardless. And so I still won't make a trade. That's how stupid and mm-hmm. stubborn I get with this. Um, it was it was a bad trade in retrospect because, you know, Rashad Bateman got injured. It's really all you can say about this particular trade, though. But I was just more interested in the uh, pre-draft trading aspect. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, the trade itself, whatever. I mean, it was not egregious by any means. Yeah. I can understand how you would want to make that trade um, if you're a Bateman truther. As you are, Jake. So, yep. I mean, that seems like a trade you would you would make or you would have made uh, going in going into last season. I think you know because it, it was a overall fair trade. I mean, we expected Bateman to do a lot more than he did, as you said. And mm-hmm. Cordero Patterson coming off that huge season last year, I don't think any of us expected him to necessarily repeat exactly what he did. So, I get I get the trade. Not bad. Yeah, I at think all. it looked uh, great, actually, at yeah. the time. I would have been mm-hmm. psyched with that trade at the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, shit happens. People get injured. So really not more more that you can uh, do about that one. Mm-hmm. So dare we move into phase two, part deux of free agency. 
where you said there wasn't a lot of big names, but there's some big names. There's some key pieces in here no, that the, I'm really excited about. No, there there are. I I was maybe just being a little overly dramatic for the opening of the show. <laughs> ah, way to call me out, Jake. God. Uh, always got to try to get people up front to stay tuned for the rest That's of right. the show. I don't think we need to do that, though, uh, for this episode, because, again, there's a lot of interesting players here. So let's start with some interesting chunks of mm-hmm. players. All right. So the Patriots. I don't know, Patriots. I don't know exactly what you're doing. They moved Jacoby Myers. He is now with the Raiders. They replaced him, essentially, with Juju Smith-Schuster. A little bit different contract. They also added Mike Gesicki because they moved Jonu Smith, who went to the Falcons. Mm -hmm. And they added James Robinson to that backfield because they lost Damian Harris, who we're going to talk about a little bit later here. So, Juju, Mike Gesicki... James Robinson, one for everybody. Everybody gets one, except probably the position they really need, which is quarterback. Uh, so Mac Jones, I guess, is still there to Save deal for with another guys. year. Yeah. So what do you make of this trio here? Uh, Juju, I mean, I think that's a good move for them. Obviously losing Jacoby Myers. Uh, Juju had a better season than him. He scores more touchdowns than Jacoby, as much as I love Jacoby Myers. Uh, So I think that's a good move for them. They needed an established wide receiver. So I like that move. Mike Gusecki, uh, he replaces Jonu Smith. Uh, He can basically play as a wide receiver. He can play that move tight end position. So it's just another big-bodied receiving option for them, which they desperately need. And then James Robinson... I guess just a backup move because they need the depth. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that backfield plays out. I think when we saw Damian Harris leave, it was one of those situations where it's like, ooh, Ramondre Stevenson wheels up, after, especially after the season he had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this is just a depth move and wanted a capable backup in case Stevenson gets dinged up or something. Um, so I don't know. I mean... James Robinson has been a very good back. So I don't know how to feel about that one. And I hard to say with Belichick what he's going to do with this backfield and how it's going to play out. Yeah, I think it was a little foolish of us to get our hopes up for Ramondre Stevenson with the Harris thing because it's it's Bill Belichick. It's the Patriots. There's always going to be a plethora of bodies in the backfield. I mean, people might have had their hopes up for Pierre Strong who was a rookie that they drafted last year that they really wanted, or I forget the other rookie's name, honestly, because he was such a non-factor at this past year. There's a couple of those guys where people were probably hoping, ah, damn it, I have them in Dynasty. Please just stay pat. And now James Robinson comes in. James Robinson, Mm -hmm. you said it. He's been very good. He's another year removed from his injury, Mm -hmm. which, based on the trajectory of other running backs... It actually seems like this would be a year for him to re-break out. It's not the worst spot, and he should still go late enough because Ramondre is Mm -hmm. a hot ticket. So maybe he's a value. Yeah, I think if he falls far enough in drafts, he's a good pickup. Uh, It'll be interesting to see where ADP lands come redraft season. I maybe if he ends up having like a good camp or good training camp uh, flashes in the preseason, I could see his ADP getting bumped up a bit uh, into that kind of 
area where you don't want to be drafting him, uh, especially with Stevenson there. It's just if he falls, yeah, I'll take him because he does have the upside if he were to get that, you know, kind of bulk of the carries role if something were to happen to Stevenson. Yeah, he's a great uh, handcuff. Mo- mostly there's always a great handcuff in the New England backfield or mm-hmm. a great pass catcher. And there's mm-hmm. one or the other. It seems like ever since James White left, it's usually the other. So, yeah, I'm okay with James Robinson. Mike Kosicki, I've never liked Mike Kosicki. You I know, know my thoughts and rules on Mike Kosicki. But and tight ends in general. It's <laughs> I'm the worst person to judge this, but I'm going to judge it so hard anyways. Hunter Henry, I still maintain, he's the traditional tight end on the team. If, if people are looking for a lot of touchdowns, I still think it's Hunter Henry. Mike Kosicki, like you said, I think it depends on who else they add to the wide receiver room, how much Mike Kosicki is really involved. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. So right now it's Juju Smith-Schuster, like Kendrick Bourne is uh, the number two. Nelson Aguilar is even a free agent. Um, I guess Devonta, who? Devonta, god damn it. Former Dolphin, another former Dolphin, Devonta Parker. Sorry, that's what I was thinking of. He's still there, too. He's mm-hmm. their big-bodied guy. I don't know. I don't like a lot of this. This is just grossness to me. Let's move on to more grossness so we can get out of the grossness then. The Panthers. Here's a trio that people were excited about, I guess. Uh, I don't know why, but they added Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, and Adam Thielen. They had to add people. They mm-hmm. didn't have people on the team. So this was a requirement. They literally had no running backs and no wide receivers. It was Terrace Marshall, LaVisca Chenault, Shai Smith, I understand, is a player that is still on that roster. That was that was it. So no tight ends that were of any relevance, certainly for fantasy. Let's start with tight end. Hayden Hurst was the first kind of domino here. Eh, anything? Eh, no. No? I mean, he's, Because of the team he, or because of him? Both. Because of the team. He's always been a solid, real NFL, good tight end. Um, never great for fantasy. Yeah. Even with the Bengals and what people mm-hmm. maintain is a great spot for tight ends. Exactly. I'm not so sure. He, yeah, he didn't really do mm-hmm. much. So I'm out on him. I'm Same. cautiously optimistic about Adam Thielen. Yes. We'll just have to see. It was a three-year contract. I know he's like 32 years old now, mm-hmm. and that's pretty wild to get a three-year contract. I'm assuming it can void, you know, oh, after sure. a year or two. But yeah, anything with I, him? I, I, I like it for fantasy purposes as maybe like your fourth or fifth wide receiver. I think he's his value is going to be pretty depressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't really have anyone else to throw to on the team right now. And he is a good veteran route running wide receiver. He knows how to get into the open spaces and coverages, and he's going to get peppered with targets. So for PPR leagues, he's going to be a great value later in drafts. Uh, should be a solid, at minimum, wide receiver three. Maybe even sneak into that low end wide receiver two category uh, this upcoming season. I, that really heartens me to hear you say that because I was touting Adam Thielen as a potential top 15 guy last year with the Vikings. Obviously, that didn't pan out at all. Mm-hmm. Volume based, I could get it. Don't look for a lot of yards from Adam. Right. That's not going to be the case. So standard leagues, if you play in those, don't 
But if you do, then I wouldn't be interested in him at all. Yeah, I could see him having lines like eight catches for like 86 yards. Yeah, I think that would yeah, be a yeah. generous one. You honestly. know, like like it, it's it's going to be, like you said, peppered with targets. So you're going to get the points for that. And then, yeah, any yardage after that is just kind of bonus. So I I think we're on the same page there. Yeah, probably not a lot of touchdowns to be had in this offense, Mm -hmm. which is why Miles Sanders, he's going to have to do it all himself if he wants to get those touchdowns. The offensive line, I guess, is pretty decent from what folks have told me, at least. I haven't really studied them in depth. So maybe, and there's nobody else there, Mm -hmm. right, that's really a threat to him in the backfield. And and you know they're going to want to run the ball because they're going in with Sam Howell right now so they're going to want to take that pressure off the quarterback not Sam Howell isn't, isn't Matt Howell, Corral. I was say, isn't Howell Matt Corral. The, okay yeah yeah well My and I, wrong wrong I, rookie quarterback <laughs> well they're going in with them for now because right they do have the number one overall pick for right now which they say they are going to move back from again right they just traded with Chicago to get it now they want to trade back I don't know what the hell they're doing with their quarterback, but to your point, it could be anybody. It could even be a boat. Uh, and that new person, if it's a developmental person, you know, like not the top two quarterbacks, mm-hmm. now you're going to have to. Regardless, it's, it's going to be a quarterback that has zero experience in the NFL, and they're going to want to rely on that run game to take some of that pressure off. So yeah. Miles Sanders will get a ton of, of runs. He may not get a lot of catches, though. I mean, I guess that's mm-hmm. kind of wait and see. Although with the Eagles this last year, it's not like he was peppered with targets either. Right. So it'll, I don't like it though overall. I mean, he's, he's going to be pushed down my draft board, I think, a bit. Um, he'll be kind of like a low end RB2 in my book. Yeah. I think it all depends on what they do the first couple of weeks. We'll see. We'll have a real good idea of what his target share looks like. And that mm-hmm. will determine literally everything. I think that there's room for him to have it. Like you said, he just didn't get the opportunity with Philadelphia because there wasn't a lot of checkdowns to be made. That wasn't right. what Jalen Hurts did the last couple of years. So I don't know. I'll I'll be willing to give him a shot if he is outside of, you know, the top 15 ADP, which I think he pretty he sh- surely I, will be. I, I would make a beer bet on that. I would be so confident that he'd be outside the top 15 running backs. Well, I'm not going to take the other side of that view, but I'm just going to go with it that he will absolutely be outside the top 15 and might be outside the top 15 by season-long finish as well, but I think he could be a consistent enough guy based on volume. So, I don't know. Feel out your league mates in Dynasty mm-hmm. to see if they're really worried about him or not. Um, let's move on to another running back. So, interdivisional stuff here happening. The Lions. I hate this move. You just couldn't. You couldn't get what you wanted for your guy, DeAndre Swift, to just have complete control of the backfield. They had to go and add David Montgomery, who's a free agent from the Bears. Bears themselves have uh, made some interesting moves that we'll talk about. But David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, it's going to be an either or. I think that their ADPs will come up close to each other by the time the season starts. But do mm-hmm. you have a sense of what will happen with this split? This move tells me that it's going to be most likely Montgomery between Montgomery is going to be like the first and second down back. And then Swift will be the pass catching back because that's what he's better at. Um, he had 70 targets last yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think this just means like they're going to kind of lighten that workload for for um, Swift just based off of his kind of dings he gets and his injuries over the last few seasons uh, and, and keep him healthy to use him what he really excels at. He's not that necessarily between the tackles banger where uh, that's more of Montgomery's game. Yeah, they brought in somebody else who can vulture the touchdowns away from DeAndre Swift, so you don't have to worry about him getting too many of those this year. Hooray what, for my dynasty what can, team. <laughs> what's a bummer with David Montgomery, and it makes sense, they paid him more than what Jamal Williams got paid on his way out, right? And we'll talk about Jamal Williams a little bit too. But David Montgomery got paid more, so it feels like if you follow the money, they should hypothetically use David Montgomery a little mm-hmm. bit more. Like you said, take some snaps more snaps away from DeAndre Swift. The thing is, I think his ADP is going to be super high. Jamal Williams, you always got it a value. Right. And obviously he got crazy amount of touchdowns, 17 touchdowns last year. David Montgomery, probably not going to get 17 touchdowns. And now you're not going to get the draft value with him either. He could. I mean, if he gets put in that Jamal Williams role where he just gets in at the goal line and vultures all those touchdowns, like, he, he none could, of the receivers catch a could, touchdown. He could have a du- easily a double digit touchdown season. Like that would not surprise me at all. Double digits, I could see ten touchdowns. I can see that. I still think it's the higher range of outcomes. Seventeen is just outrageous. No, like, and I did not say seventeen. I said double digits. <laughs> Don't put words into my mouth, Jake. It's my favorite thing to do, though. Let's move on to the Bears since we're already talking about uh, David Montgomery moving. They add Deonta Foreman and Travis Homer from the Seahawks. They also add Robert Tunyon and P.J. Walker, who is just purely a backup Mm -hmm. uh, quarterback, which is great, though. I love that as a backup move for Justin Fields in case he does get injured. It's kind of the uh, um, Tyler Huntley backing Mm -hmm. up Lamar Jackson situation. So that's really nice. But the backfield, again, so David Montgomery leaves, goes signs with the Lions. People get super psyched. For Khalil Herbert, because if you've been holding on to him, you saw what he did last season. He looked awesome. He -hmm. looked fucking awesome. But they still wouldn't just stick with him when Montgomery was healthy. So he's out of the way. Now they add Deonta Foreman from the Panthers and Travis Homer. I'm more worried about Deonta Foreman than Travis Homer. But are you worried about either? Really? Not really. I I think this really does just signify that they believe in Herbert. Yeah, Foreman had a really good season last year with Carolina, but I don't know. I it for whatever reason it just doesn't concern me. And Travis Homer, he's always been just kind of a role player, can never stay healthy. So I'm not worried about him at all. So I mean, I'm I'm in on Herbert. I think he's gonna be the real deal this next year. I think this is going to be a situation where I take Deonta Foreman super late in drafts and see. Because he also looked pretty great with the Panthers and Spurs. Mm-hmm. He really did. And was it was it the year before they was with the Titans, I believe? And I also thought he looked really good when he had to step in for Derrick Henry right. mm-hmm. in the brief spot. So, like, I do think he's a really good running back. I also think Khalil Herbert is a really dynamite running back. Mm-hmm. I think the value is going to be super different, though. So oh, I'll absolutely. probably lean into Foreman. I'll probably hate it. It'll probably end up being a split that is just insufferable and a roster-clogging move. Robert Tunyon, speaking of roster-cloggers, 
Uh, I hey, think... bears will bears will be bears and just you know pick up all the tight ends they can. Take up all the tight ends, all the castoffs from the Packers at this point. Robert Tunyon, Cole Komet. I think this is an opportunity to go send a trade offer for Cole Komet in Dynasty. Do you feel mm-hmm. that way? I agree. Yeah, I'm not worried about Robert. Uh, no, no disrespect. He was buoyed almost entirely by touchdowns when he yep. played the last couple of seasons. And I've learned my lesson. <laughs> I'm moving on from yep. from Big Bob. Uh, wish you will, but absolutely. You know, also not. Uh, let's talk about one other thing to wrap up the Lions kind of milieu here. So Jamal Williams leaves, uh, which is such a bummer. Like, I know they're a divisional rival for the Packers, so I should be happy that they lost such a great player, but I'm not because Jamal oh, Williams deserves him. to stick around with one team. Mm-hmm. But he goes to the Saints. Which has been my preferred landing spot for a lot of running backs. I was actually hoping that Austin Eckler would end up being traded because he wants out so bad Mm -hmm. from the Chargers. I was hoping he would end up on the Saints because Alvin Kamara is going to be dealing with at least, seems like at least a six-game suspension, Mm -hmm. if not more. Jamal Williams, though, could look like a smash dude for the first six games at least then of the season. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Don't they still have Mark Ingram on the team? He may have also been a free agent, but I'm not positive. I I don't know. Um, Regardless, I I don't think it really matters that the corpse of Mark Ingram is on the team or not. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, if if and when Kamara is suspended, yeah, wheels up for Jamal Williams to start the season and then... As it's Kamara's getting closer to coming back, maybe try to trade him away, get as much value as you can, and hopefully uh, sucker your league mates into that trade. <laughs> I, li- I like that. Uh, I also think that Jamal Williams might have had the most potential now as a free agent change outside of Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders still with all the volume. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. But Jamal Williams, I think, is secretly like winner number two amongst mm-hmm. running backs that moved. So, I don't know. I'm pretty damn excited. I'm going to overdraft him. I already know. I already know. <laughs> Especially if they show a lot of his interviews ahead oh, of course. the time that I draft. Oh my god, it's going to be a round one pick. I won't be able to... I won't be able to... I just <laughs> contain yourself. <laughs> well, let's do a little bit more with running backs. And a little bit of something else here. So, Cowboys. We have to talk about it. They released your your guy, Ezekiel Elliott, your man from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't, at least as of this recording, has not been signed with another team yet. I know he will, and I yes. do want to ask your opinion on that. But first, the Cowboys also added Brandon Cooks and Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones just got added today. Um, Brandon Cooks. Doing with Brandon Cooks. I'm, I'm Lamb obviously is the number one still. Yep. And um Gallup is still there. Still there. Because he got that can- contract uh last offseason. Yep. So I guess Brandon Cooks is gonna be the slot guy. I mean it's Brandon another Cooks weapon. He's always done it like a juju type of thing, though, where he can play in the slot and outside. Right. Right. And I know that CD can do the same thing. So maybe it's one of those things that's they have a couple guys that are interchangeable in that offense. 
Um, you know, they lost Dalton Schultz, so maybe it's to bring in another pass catcher for that offense and have like a true like three wide um, kind of West Coast style offense with Mike McCarthy still there. And then Ronald Jones, I mean, you need a backup player. So I that's all that really is, is a depth move to have someone to back up Pollard now that Zeke is gone. Yeah, behind Pollard, they had Malik Davis and Rico Dowdle, who's like yeah, a special nothing. They a lot of somebody. nobodies. I will say, I think they added Ronald Jones for a different reason. I think this is like a, a LaShawn McCoy signing, like from a couple of years ago. Remember when LaShawn McCoy was on um, the two Super Bowl winning teams in back to back seasons? He got shipped off to mm-hmm. it was the Bucks. And then the Chiefs, I think, is the order of events with that. And he didn't play either of the times, but he was like their good luck charm. And then he just kept finding himself on new teams after that because he's a two-time. Same deal with Ronald Jones. Back-to-back Super Bowl champion. Barely played in either of the seasons. But I think he's a good luck charm. That wouldn't surprise me if McCarthy thought that. Or, let's be honest, Jerry Jones. Yeah, that's probably more likely, let's be honest. Yeah, I do think Ronald Jones will be a touchdown vulture, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but somebody was going to anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. But Zeke, okay, so Zeke is gone. There's a good handful of teams that could still use somebody like him. Mm-hmm. Do you have like any preferred teams for fantasy for him to land on? No, I'm out on Zeke for fantasy. I, I've totally changed my Altogether. mind, and it's just he had the opportunity this last season and really disappointed uh, he just hasn't looked the same for the last couple years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, supposedly this year he was in the best shape of his life. Uh, and it just, you just haven't seen it. And it's, and, and when he has played, it looks like he's lost a step. Like it looks like he's hit that age cliff. And I mean, he's got a shit ton of wear and tear on him. Uh, Cause Dallas just, you know, ran him to the ground. So I, he'll probably have the flash games here and there with whatever teams he signs with but I don't think he's going to be someone you can count on on a consistent basis. Yeah. I'm dreading that like the Ravens will pick him up or something. And Ooh, that'd be a already, very Ravens move. It would, it would be a total Ravens move. That's so Ravens. Uh, and they would have now one guy who were, everybody's begging to be fantasy relevant again in JK Dobbins. Mm. I'm just like, give me a full season of JK Dobbins, but the Ravens will never let us have a full season of JK Dobbins. Even with Gus Edwards there, I could mm-hmm. still see them doing this. Oh, absolutely. So, I don't know that there's a great spot for him, ultimately, that would make me feel good. No. Uh, it, Arizona? All of, Maybe. Yeah, because James Connors there. Boy, I God, know. I hate it. I, I mean, it all. they don't have a lot of depth in Arizona, so yeah. maybe... You're right. He might go to Tampa Bay. Leonard Fournette got cut. Yeah. He could go there. So all of, sorry, it's all of Rashad White. Miami, my, are... Miami loves to hoard running back. So maybe they pick him up. Well, maybe, but we should talk about, about uh, them actually next. I would say like parting shot for Zeke in Dynasty, literally any interest to trade mm-hmm. for him in Dynasty right now. Anything, no. No. even. If somebody said, hey, give me a second round pick, I'll give you Zeke and a third. No, I'd rather keep the second. Because Zeke for a third? 
or maybe like two thirds. Uh, I don't even know if I'd do two thirds. You would even pay to what maybe. a drastic change. I know. I I am soured so much. Time wounds all heals. I think that's right. That expression goes. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, the Dolphins real quick. A lot of nothing moves this week, but it compounds on what we talked about last week. So they added Braxton Berrios. I don't care. Sorry, Braxton. Uh, sure, you're a super cool guy. Death, but they re-signed, they re-signed Miles Gaskin. They've now brought back every piece of their backfield from last year. They've locked Great. up everybody. <laughs> so there isn't room. Like, even if they wanted to sign Zeke, there's no room for anybody oh, now they could in cut Miami. People. It'd be fine. They could Would cut. they? Would they cut Raheem Mostert? Do you think he would be on the chopping block? I don't I know. I don't know. It's 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 just like fucking last year. And we have to, I I just never want to hear anybody say to me in person or over the internet, I want that free agent to go to Miami. That's gonna be amazing when they land in Miami and then they're mm-hmm. gonna have the best fantasy season of all time. It's not gonna happen. Miami is nope. not a running back destination. No. Um they also used Tua Tagavaloa's fifth year option, which I think was kind of expected, but it's more just health stuff that I think everybody's scared of now. So I think, though, that is a positive sign, though, for his health, that they feel like he's recovered or recovering and going to be healthy, and they're not really worried necessarily about the concussion thing. So, I mean, that I take that as a good sign in that aspect. Yeah, and we talked about last week they signed Mike White as a backup, which Mm -hmm. is... Uh, wonderful insurance policy. So not a lot to talk about with the Dolphins. Yep. The Texans, on the other hand, made a couple of, in terms of the second wave of free agency, like you said, these are substantial moves. They mm-hmm. add Devin Singletary to the backfield. The Damian Pierce fans crumble to the ground with Devin Singletary. And they add Dalton Schultz, who was the biggest name tight end remaining mm-hmm. out there. I put him over Mike Kosicki. Even personally. Yeah. Oh, same. He's more the all-around, traditional tight end guy. One-year mm-hmm. deal, by the way, with the Texans. That has to sting. Uh, let's talk about or that. Maybe, or team. maybe that's all he wanted was a one-year deal. Just like, I'm not getting the interest I want this year. Give me a one-year deal. I'll try the market again next year. And I ain't going to get locked into a contract with the Texans mm-hmm. like Brandon Cooks did and have to fight my way out. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's actually fair. Uh, with Devin Singletary... Do we think? I don't know. I don't view him as a real big threat to Damian Pierce. I think Damian no. Pierce is a much better running back. He never caught passes anyways. Mm-hmm. So Devin Singletary can be that guy. That's fine. Yeah, I think Pierce is pretty much insulated. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know if uh, Sexy Rexy is still on the squad, but maybe this is a replacement for him because yeah. uh, he is getting a little long in the tooth. So this is just kind a of a little. Dip. Okay, that man was around when the Magna Carta was written, I think. I read that on his Wikipedia. I don't know if that's true. Uh, Dalton Schultz, though. So in terms of tight ends. Oh, God. Um, In terms of tight end landing spots, Texans is fine because there was nobody there. Right. So I don't know. Are we kind of excited about the volume here? I think there's potential to have good volume. I mean, their wide receiver core is young and unproven. You got Nico Collins and uh, John Mechie should be returning this year. Um, I'm 
missing one other youngish guy they have on their team. But really, they don't have like a veteran presence as far as wide receivers go right now. So, oh, that's right. They did. They did. That's right. That was last week's show. Um, So, I mean, this is another weapon. How much will he get used? I don't know. Like, the Texans have never really funneled targets to the tight end. But is that due to the fact they haven't had a good tight end on their team? Or is that just more how the offense is run? I don't know. Um, Right. And people who like to say, you know, bad or new quarterbacks use tight ends as security blankets. The Texans have been a case study for that the Mm -hmm. last two years because they've had bad and inexperienced quarterbacks on the team. And those tight ends didn't do much of anything. So I think if somebody views this as a step up or a lateral move for Dalton Schultz, I'm trading my shares of Dalton Schultz to that person because mm-hmm. I don't want to chant. There's too many tight ends who come and go. They fade away. They have yep. a good year or two, and then they're never heard from again. He yep. could be yep. that guy. Yep. He's still got the name recognition. Yeah. Get what you can for him. I agree. Yeah. I'm going to send some offers before everybody listens to this show. Uh, Bills add Damian Harris, who we're talking about from the Patriots, and Deontay Hardy, who people are very excited about, by the way. I don't know much mm. about him, but I'm going to have to do some research, I guess. They release Isaiah McKenzie. A little bit of a surprise, I think. Damien Harris. I still don't care about running backs in this offense. Do you value Damien Harris? Nope, I don't. He I, I still don't think that this is good for James Cook either, by the way. People are celebrating it as a win for James Cook. I don't view it that way either. I think Damien Harris is a better running back than Devin Singletary. I also don't think it matters. I also think you're going to be frustrated with the other version of the Patriots, essentially, in this backfield. Mm-hmm. So I'm out. Again, Diade already. Any any strong thoughts on that young lad? Um, He's young. I, From what I'm just trying to Google here real quick, uh, it he's a small guy. He's 5'6", 170 pounds, according to Pro, Pro Football Reference. Ooh, so he might be just that... He might be just that speedster, uh, stretch the field kind of guy, just to open things up maybe for Diggs and Gabe Davis, and then yeah, be more of a role player. But don't let anybody tackle him. He's I don't crumble. know. I don't know that he's going to be fantasy relevant. Probably great for the Bills themselves, but yeah, not not great for fantasy. Fair. Let's move to the Raiders here. They lost Darren Waller. He went away in free agency. They replace him, quote-unquote, as uh, Adam Schefter, I believe, said, with O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard hasn't been fantasy-relevant almost ever, although people (laughs) have been demanding it because of his athletic profile. Mm -hmm. It's it's not happened (laughs) that way. Same class as as Njoku. We're still waiting for those major breakouts to happen. So this does seem like they're probably going to move on from Foster Moreau then who is also a free agent. So we're going to have to wait for the landing spot, I think, for Frost and Moreau, mm-hmm. which is probably going to be ugly and gross. O.J. Howard, I don't want any piece of. I'd rather nope. take whoever the bigger-bodied receiver is. I'd rather take Jacoby Myers, who's now on the team. Or give me uh, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, yeah. I'm give me, give me the of, slot guy. Um, also added Cam Sims. I only note this because now, finally... We know the difference between the Simses 
that were on the Commanders for the last <laughs> like, three years. Well, now this one's on the Raiders. So by default, this is the Sims that is Raider Sims. And now there is still the Sims, Steven Sims, who is the Commander Sims. So I think we have it nice and isolated into these little boxes. We can leave that mystery behind us. Here's hoping. Um, I'm kind of hoping he doesn't become super fantasy relevant because I don't want to have to realign my thoughts and still probably call him Steven Sims at some point. Yeah, I, I honestly don't <sighs> see it happening, but you never know. It, it could happen. Yeah. A lot of, lot of receivers now on the Raiders. Um, a lot of depth, I'll say, on the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Giants, speaking of depth and wide receivers, all the receivers, all the receivers are now on the Giants. If you're looking for a receiver, if you've lost a receiver, they are now on the Giants roster. You don't have to look any further. They add Paris Campbell. They add Jeff Smith, who is with the Jets. They re-sign Darius Slayton. That is with the news from last week of all of the other receivers Ugh. who were there are back there. It's like the uh, backfield of uh, the Miami, Miami. It's the same yep. deal, right? Yeah, they've, they've got a bunch of wide receiver threes and no alpha wide receiver one on their team. Which to me says they added so many pieces, they might be mostly done. I'm sure they'll do something in the draft with mm-hmm. a, a rookie wide receiver. But now it just feels like Darren Waller, Yep. Step on up. You are back into my top five tight ends. Yeah, and maybe hopeful for Wandell Robinson. I mean, they, they spent good draft capital on him, so I have to imagine they're really going to give him a shot to be involved in this offense. Was he a third-round pick, or was he a second-round second. pick? Second. I want to say second. Okay. Yeah, I, that's enough. Draft capital. It's just Paris Campbell signing kind of freaked me out a little bit for him. And now it's still Sterling Shepard. It's still, again, these other two. I'm not saying that Jeff Smith is a big, uh, again, no offense to Jeff Smith, but no big, like, hindrance necessarily. It just doesn't feel like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like Wandale's time. You look shocked reading whatever you're reading. Was uh, he a no, day five pick? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to find where he was actually drafted. Gotcha. Either way, I guess I'm not super comfortable with Wandale Robinson. It feels like a Nicole Hardman situation of brewing with him just a little bit. Of, oh, just give him time. He's just got to get some clearance. They have to shake loose some of these other wide receivers. And they're not doing it. Yeah, it looks like he was picked in the second round. I mean, maybe there's hope. I don't have a lot of hope for him personally. So I'm staying away from all of the pass catchers here. I'm super targeted in on Saquon Barkley and Darren Waller still. And the rest will sort itself out. Daniel Jones, though, you have all the guys from last year where you you were the best you've ever been for Mm -hmm. fantasy. Throw some extra talent into the pool. Again, Paris Campbell, um, Darren Waller. Throw some extra guys in there that have more athleticism than what you had last year. You should be just as good or not better. Mm-hmm. So I'm still really in on Daniel Jones. Maybe Absolutely. Maybe up a notch. No, same here. I think this is what they're doing is adding a lot of good role players to support Daniel Jones. Maybe not great for fantasy, but Giants don't care about fantasy. So... Um, but I do like this for Daniel Jones. I mean, any more pass catchers, uh, I think it's a good thing. 
for yeah. him. Let's move on to a trio of uh, quarterbacks that I'm curious to gauge your thoughts on. This is clearly second or third wave quarterback situation we're talking about, but it's interesting. So the Bucks add Baker Mayfield to compete with Kyle Trask. So coming back to Mike Evans' value from early, if Baker Mayfield is the starter, I am in on Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. I am out on Chris Godwin. That's how I'm going to frame it, if it's Baker. Yeah, yeah, I Kyle think Trask, that's very fair. Okay. If Kyle Trask, then uh, I don't know. I guess I'll be partially in on both, but not fully. Yeah, I would think with Kyle Trask that both their values would be depressed. Um, I think you'll probably still be a little depressed with uh, Baker as the starting quarterback. Uh, I'm not talking about Tampa Bay fans being depressed. I just mean value for Godwin and and, and yeah, it'll probably be both. But uh, <laughs> I think Baker would give them the better opportunity at this point. But it doesn't excite me a whole lot either. <sighs> There's parts of me. Well, this, this is just the best ball brain speaking. That's all it is. I was like Baker Mayfield in the last round of best ball. You bet your ass I'm going to smack that. Uh, time and time again, I'm going to smash that. Chase Edmonds also added. So I don't know. I kind of forgot Chase Edmonds went there. So maybe <laughs> Zeke to the Tampa Bay Bucks doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, rookie White was already there going mm-hmm. into his second year. So now we've got him and Chase Edmonds. Edmonds got a little bit of a bad rap, I think, last season. He moved on from yeah. the Cardinals the year before. Mm-hmm. I think people, I don't know. I think he got a bad rap. I'm cautiously optimistic here. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, he's a good veteran presence for the team. Um, he, you know, he he's had flash games. He's had stretches of, ga- of seasons where he's done very well. So uh, if he can stay healthy, I think he'll be a good contributor. Might be a good flex play, bye week fill in type running back for you. And if Kyle Trask is the starting quarterback, you would assume they will lean on the run a whole bunch again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that flex week possibility turns into eh, fringe RB2 on certain weeks possibility. Yeah. So, yeah, they released Leonard Fournette, like we mentioned earlier. Let's go to the Colts, who added Gardner Minshew. This is the most excited people have gotten on Twitter for a long time, since they found out Gardner Minshew exists, I think. Because now Matt Ryan got released. Everybody was expecting that. He gets to part ways and cash his check for this year, which is just chef's kiss uh-huh. Matt Ryan. But Gardner Minshew now looks like he could be the starter, at least for the first few weeks, Mm -hmm. even if they draft a rookie. Yep, I would assume he will play probably like half the season. And I'm going to assume that the Colts are going to draft one of these high, um, highly touted quarterbacks because they have that early pick. Where are they picking three, I think? Three or four, uh, three or four, something four. like they that. Might be four. They're 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 pretty early, uh, so I see them drafting one of these quarterbacks, and Minshew's that bridge guy uh, to get them at least halfway through the season. If they're playing really well, say the team kind of rebounds, Jonathan Taylor comes back healthy, uh, the offensive line is improved. Who knows? Maybe he could end up playing longer and, and letting the rookie. Uh, you know, just gain that experience on the bench of, you know, learning learning the offense and learning how to read defenses better, you know, all that kind of behind-the-scenes stuff we don't think about. 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, Gardner could be a good just late round flyer uh, in redraft this next year because you know he's going to start hot. Yeah, he, he's he's going to start real good, uh, and then maybe he'll have it continue. Maybe he'll be the surprise quarterback of this next season. I don't think Gardner Minshew lasts for the entire season. But I, I, don't, I don't think, think so you either. have to draft him to do that either. No. Like you said, he's going to be a late round guy, last round guy probably. Probably. Pick him up for the five to eight games that he'll start for the Colts. Use him, drop him, try to trade him ahead of time before yep. the younger guy comes in, whatever you want to do. But I'm interested in that as a uh, process, as a, a strategy in redraft. Mm-hmm. I do like what that does for Michael Pittman. As well, there's a little bit of like, oh, good. There's somebody who we've seen yes. support a good wide receiver coming yes. in, at least to start the season. Colts also add Isaiah McKenzie, who got cut from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I don't know. They had to replace Paris Campbell, so that's yeah. basically it. This rotation of this level of wide receiver this offseason is giving me a migraine. Uh, I don't want any of it. Yeah, Alex it's not Pierce, exciting at all. Yeah, I'd rather take Alec Pierce in his mm-hmm. second year than deal with Isaiah McKenzie, I think. Yep. Um, third quarterback here, the Commanders add Jacoby Brissett. So now we've got Sam Howell versus J- Jacoby Brissett. There's now multiple teams where this is the case, where you have the sturdy but eh, capped upside of a vet with a like second-year quarterback. Mm-hmm. You think Jacoby gets the start? You think Sam Howell gets the start? I think it's probably Sam Howell's job to lose at this point because they're going to want to see what they've got in him. Uh, And Jacoby is a veteran guy that can help mentor him. But also, if he's playing poorly, Brissett can come in and probably win you some games. He's not the long-term solution, but he could be that guy to kind of kickstart the team and get a little excitement going if things start super poorly for them. Yeah, he looked he looked really good mm-hmm. with the Browns in those first 11 or so games that he started for them. And I think more importantly, he made Amari Cooper look great for fantasy. So that's a lot of hope for Terry McLaurin if uh, Jacoby Brissett does start. So for him, I don't know if anybody else there is as impacted. Donovan Peoples-Jones actually was good with the Browns like too Dotson. under Jacoby Brissett. So yeah, Jahan Dotson could be. Could be, could be a thing too. It's okay. I think I think you're going to be okay, Commanders yeah. wide receivers. That's exciting. Real quick, just a couple to run through here. Uh, the Eagles add Marcus Mariota. He's a backup, backup. obviously. The Falcons add Mac Mac Hollins, just yeah. another wide receiver that they won't throw to, so it doesn't yep. really matter. They're just going <laughs> to run the entire time. Uh, the Browns added Jordan Aikens, who was with the Texans, who didn't really do much eh. with the Texans. He goes to the Browns. Backup. Yeah, a bunch string, of just depth, depth pieces for these teams. The Ravens re-signed Justice Hill. That's right. Eh. Justice Hill is still in the league. Uh, also, this one, to end us on some maybe real news, the Vikings re-signed Alexander Madison. He's not going away. Dalvin Cook might be going away. He posted like a, a workout reel, essentially, and a highlight reel on Twitter, basically saying, come get me to teams. So Alexander Madison might be a top 10 running back if that happens. If that happens, sure, that could be a thing. 
um, what teams have the cap space at this point? Well, at this point, plus a need at running back to. Yeah, I mean, they love they love to run the ball, so they love it. They can't get enough of it. I, I suppose there there's one anyone else though Jake that you think would be like, like a serious good fit? contenders yeah I mean if if we're talking honestly there is always a room because Jarek McKinnon is not technically on the Chiefs roster right now the Chiefs could go out and try to make a crazy blockbuster for Dalvin Cook and the world would crumble if that happens oh my God but, Twitter would break. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> rightfully so. Um, I guess it depends too if people want injury insurance, but there's a lot of restructuring with contracts happening mm-hmm. recently in free agency. So maybe something could happen for these teams that I got an injured running back who's going to start off and I don't know how good they're going to be. Looking at you, Brees Hall for the Jets, you know, like I, I don't know. I guess there's certain teams, again, the Ravens, probably not so much. But they're always on the table, always mm-hmm. on the table for a running back. So outside of them, no. If Eckler demands a trade from the Chargers, there's your swap out there. Right. Yeah. There's a few spots. There is. It's just odd that he would post that at this point after free agency already started. Indeed. You know, you, you would have thought maybe something like this would have came out a month ago, like heading into free agency, like, basically putting out there like hey i want off this team give me an offer like come get me type deal before free agency really started but yeah something happened there something weird happened between him and the team you mentioned Mm -hmm. that before by the way the cardinals you'd rather have cook and pay up than take zeke on right yeah oh absolutely yeah for sure i know it's interesting i'm monitoring alexander madison very closely but if that happens we saw it He's fantastic when he's played in lieu of Dalvin Cook, so I'd be into him. And also, welcome into the chat, Toronto Dave. Better late than never. Are you right? right? You are right. Always. Absolutely right. All right. I think that's all the uh, the free agency news that is fit to print, as they said back in the day. Okay. Well, we made it an hour. It's a good show. Can't believe we made it through all these free agent moves. I'll be honest, that was quite the list. There's a lot. Some of them more relevant than others. Mm-hmm. But we want to be comprehensive here. That's right. And we're not done, let's be honest. There's still a gaggle of folks that are uh, there'll be out a trickle. There we'll have yeah. To talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. Probably nothing super fantasy relevant at this point, but you never know. Like I said, one of these trades could come through. Uh we're still waiting for the finalization of the Aaron Rodgers trade, so Obviously, when that news breaks, we'll be talking about that and the fantasy implications. So there'll still be a lot to talk about. We're only, what, a month and a half away from the draft here at this point. So, I mean, we're going to have plenty of offseason stuff to to keep us going here. I'm excited. It's humming along. The offseason is becoming a real thing now. Mm Free agency, then the draft, and then OTAs. And then we get to see the most glorifying comments about every single player that Mm -hmm. is active on a roster. It's going to be wonderful. It sure is. Well, when we get to that point, I'm sure we'll have lots of thoughts on it. 
But until then, folks, go out, do the things we tell you to do every week. Give us a rate and review, review five stars. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. You'll see us when we go live every week. Come join us in the chat. We love to have uh, people in the chat, like like our good friend Dave. Thanks, Dave. Uh, yeah, give us more drunk trades. Uh, Tis the season to be making drunk trades as we're leading up to the rookie drafts here. Uh, make 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 some drunk trades for draft picks and and shake things up with your rosters. And we want to hear about it. So uh, do all that good stuff as always. Um, you need to find us on Twitter. You can find my co-host Jake at Jake Trowbridge. You can find me at FF Dusty Dog, or hit us up at the Drinking and Talking Twitter account at Drinking Fantasy. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers. Shut, shut, shut.